0: Beer. Beer. recording
1: and oh, here man. we are again for the second week of our monster movies <laughs>
0: you're not gonna talk in the uh british voice the big teeth british voice what what is the big, big teeth british voice is it this one,
2: oh,
1: yeah, this one. <laughs> yes this is um Lord. this is more like uh I moved to America to gain my fortune
2: during the Industrial Revolution. Please pinch me a sport of tea for my water.
1: Ugh. So here we are again on the second week of our Halloween adventures. Indeed.
0: And we we got, got a nice a- little double feature tonight. We did, and I think they went together good, at least for the style-wise. Definitely. Definitely. Of what the fuck are we watching? That's how I felt for next week's. But uh yeah. i'll that's all I'll say for now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this week we ended up watching Via. At least I think that's how it's pronounced. That's how it sounds like it was pronounced in in Thank the you. film itself.
0: I could never uh, predict it perfectly. It's from 1967. Yeah. It's called V or Via or Voy. It's it uh, V.I.Y.
1: Like via. Whenever they say it in the movie, for yep. all
0: three minutes that that demon is actually on the screen. Indeed. So we watched that, and we also watched uh, Cannibal Holocaust from 1980. Yep. Shot in 79. uh, (laughs) What's
1: really weird about these movies is Via is a Russian horror film that very much feels like an 80s Italian horror film. Oh, yeah. And then you have Cannibal Holocaust which is an Italian
0: horror film that feels way more like an American horror film. Completely agree. And a modern horror film at that. Well, maybe not modern, but it could have been made five years ago and you would not be able to tell the difference.
1: It, from what little research I did online, uh, Cannibal Holocaust does
0: often get credited for kind of pioneering the found footage style of film. Oh, yeah, uh, it's all in fairness, though. It has always been there ever since, because I think the very first film to do it was uh, Peeping Tom, I believe, back in 22. If, if it was 22, maybe I got that all wrong. Let me I've ask Google. i never heard of that
2: movie.
0: I ask Google, hey, Google, when did the movie Peeping Tom come out? Oh, 1962. I'm sorry. Ah, that's still much earlier than 1980. Yeah, Peeping Tom was,
2: uh, I believe, the first found footage movie. But let me look. I don't want to. 19
0: is often claimed to be the first example for uh, Cannibal Holocaust is one of the first examples. Uh, Before this, oh, on Wikipedia, they are saying The Connection back in 61, which is. Let me look. Go and INDB for the concise synopsis. and laundry. Yes. Do it. A director tries to film a group of junkies in Leech's room while they are waiting for Cowboy to bring their heroin co- uh, connection.
2: That's, uh... That, that sounds, sounds like insane. it ends badly. Sounds like a good old family fun movie. Oh,
1: hell yeah, brother. Uh, <laughs> so, would you like to give our audience uh, the basic synopsis of... Via, because I'm not gonna lie I was kind of bored through most of the beginning of that movie until it actually started to get spooky so I I got a little confused and stopped paying attention a couple times
0: Oh yeah, Uh, so it is about this uh, group of uh, monks in a monastery uh, specifically one named uh, Coma Brutus and he uh, they're kind of let go for their uh, vacation and three of them get lost on the way in the middle of the night, and wh- And they go to this farmhouse. There's this old woman, like a really old woman, who looks like a guy, uh, who lets them in, tells them that uh, you could sleep in separate areas of the farm, puts one in the, in the house, one in the barn, and then she puts the main guy, Coma uh, Brutus, in... Uh, like, has him sleep on hay, and he's just surrounded by pigs, and you're just like, well, this sucks. But then she, like, takes a... Uh, Like, takes the interest in him, and then she starts riding him like, uh, like a horse. Like, (laughs) like, piggybacks on him, and then he starts, like, flying in the middle of the fucking night. It's, it's insane, and then he's like, get the fuck off me, and as he's, like, flying, he, uh, she puts him down in, like, the middle of this field, and then he, like, beats her to death, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're a witch, and as he starts beating her, the old woman turns into a young woman, and... As he turns into, as she turns into a young woman, he runs away and goes back to the monastery. Just like I think, I think it's implied overnight. I think it's like he's been on the run for a few days, but it, in the movie, it feels like it's overnight. And um, w- as he does that, there are these people from this village that come in, who say that there is a woman who was beaten, uh, and it was the villager's daughter. So, he wants a monastery, specifically the main character Brutus, to come to the place to pray for her body and soul for three nights. Uh, and he has to stay in this church with the dead body for three nights to do it. And the whole reason that this happens is because in her dying words, the woman said that she specifically wanted Brutus, and the dad says, like, he doesn't fucking know why. Uh, he doesn't want to know why but he wants to follow his dead daughter's wishes to pray for her soul for the next three nights so Brutus has to go with these people and he's trying to do everything he can to just fucking get out of there but he's just at every single turn he is just like uh, almost like a prisoner in a way and every different night like crazy shit just ha- happens to where the girl pretty much like almost spooks him it just like does scary shit to him every single night like the first night she rises out of her coffin and he and he's he's just like so freaked out by this that he creates like a sacred circle with this chalk it's 67 so you have to buy that and she just like she's can go everywhere in the church but she can like smell him she can't really see and she's trying to get into him and she's trying to get into the circle but she can't and then she's like trying to bang on everything and he's just freaked out and nobody knows what's going on and he can't leave so he's just fucking stuck in this church for the first night second night he, he like he barely gets through it he goes to sleep he comes he has to come back and like they're watching him every single step second night he comes in the girl kind of sleeps up and she drives the uh oh god the casket like a like a race car pretty much into this <laughs> almost like hitting keeps hitting the circle and it's just trying to get into this damn circle to get this Dur- fucking guy.
1: During that whole scene, all I could think of was dig through the ditches and burn through the bridges <laughs> and slam in the back of my draggy room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only thing I could think of is fucking... Uh, do you remember Hocus Pocus when uh, Kathy Jimmy puts on the TV and she starts screaming because there's this kid... Uh, in his underwear, in, like, a stroller, just, like, running around the kitchen and yelling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah! And then she just got to her, and she's like, ah! <laughs> Like, that's what that reminded me of. And then, uh, so then he's stuck there, and then he tries to, he he's, like, completely lost his shit that he comes out the second night, and he's just like, I want to fucking dance. So he, like, takes off his hat, and he has a little dance and jig number for, like, for a few minutes, and you're like, this guy is just gone. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna just try and run for it. These guys can't fucking stop me. He's like, there's nobody here by me now. I'm just gonna run. So as he starts to run, he falls down and slips. Literally as soon as he gets as he gets up from his slipping, those guys are right there, and they take him back for the fucking third night, and you're like, Oh god. And then this is where everything just pops off because she calls upon this monster that um supposedly like simpleton's um like make out of the stuff that they cannot comprehend, like the horrors that they can't comprehend called uh Via or V vi or Vi. And in it it's this big old fucking <laughs> I, I don't really know how to explain it. But he's just a gigantic monster that doesn't really have arms and he has just like uh he looks like somebody like a football player from the eighties who just, like, like somebody for the Bears that played for the 85 Bears, just kind of walks in and hobbles in and waddles, and all he has are these giant hands, these giant Andre, the giant hands, and he has these, like, flippers over his eyes. For some reason, he can't lift them, but supposedly when you lift up these flaps and look into his eyes, you're lost forever. And he is, uh... And uh, Brutus is just really trying his best to survive that final night. Because all of the shit's coming out of the walls. There are people that are like... Like, kind of their own interpretations. Demons and that. And just everything starts popping off. And midgets. And, Don't forget and midgets. all the midgets. Indeed. Midgets were scary back then in 67. And you're just... He's, he knows that he's screwed. He's closing his eyes. He's doing everything he can in that moment to not be like taken by this demon this horrid this horror that's happening in front of him like he knows what's going on and then all of a sudden day breaks it happens to i don't know if it kills off via i don't remember does it does it kill off via or does like everybody just scatters back right yeah i
1: think it just drives them all back into darkness
0: okay yeah so pretty much everybody drives back into the Mm. darkness except for the old witch because the old witch uh, gets back in her coffin but the thing is she turns back to she turns back from this from that young witch to the old witch that she was in the beginning of the movie she pretty much dies and our philosopher then pretty much dies as well because he opened his eyes to the monster that was there um and the only thing that sucks is that they it's like the very end of it i was always kind of uh kind of confused because it cuts back to these two people at the seminary who are they're painting walls and they're just having a drink and one of them wants to drink to to Brutus and the other one kind of doubts he's dead and then the movie just ends so that was like the only part of the film that i did not think was that great but everything else about this movie from like its originality to its uh the art of it the uh story of it i i just love to death like, I really do love this movie, and I think it's underrated. And to be honest, I am surprised that a movie like this, and even Cannibal Holocaust, has not been remade to this day because these are perfect remake material. What are you talking about? Cannibal Holocaust totally was remade. It's called Green Inferno. Inferno? It's stupid. No. I, that's what I mean. I sure you could say that, but I mean, it followed them on the thing. I want it. I want like a remake, remake that's Cannibal Holocaust. Where it's re- one remade. part uh, realistic, one part found footage. Yeah, yeah. Or it's actually under that name of Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, that'd be cool. Not the Green Inferno. Green Inferno is something different. And even, uh, even Eli Roth would tell you that because he was inspired, yes, by that, but also Cannibal Pherox And Didn't uh, he get the name
1: couple... from Cannibal Holocaust, though? Because they say uh, Green Inferno in that movie like three times. Yes, Or is he that did. just a common
0: name for the Amazon? I think he got it from that movie. Um, Again, from what I remember, it was like Cannibal Ferox and I think a couple of uh, Lucio Fulci films. But let me look. The
1: Italians were so weird in the 80s with their horror movies.
0: Yeah, he was inspired by Italian cannibal films such as Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox. Never seen Cannibal Ferox. I'll have to check that out. Neither have I. Um, Supposedly... A U.S. distributor claimed it was the most violent movie ever made. I doubt that. This was 81 that's when it came out. Three, Clearly three...
1: that distributor's never seen a Serbian film.
0: Oh, yeah. It says three friends set out to disprove cannibalism on a trip to the Amazonian jungle where they meet two men trying to escape a vicious cannibal drive.
2: Or cannibal tri- tribe. I'm sorry. See, I think that's one of the things that makes me love. Cannibal Holocaust so
1: much is unlike Green Inferno where Eli Roth uses the subtlety of a brick and just paints these uh, natives as being horrid cannibalistic monsters in Cannibal Holocaust when you get to this portion of the film that's just watching what the documentary crew shot you're like I completely understand why these indigenous people did what these they did. These fucking filmmakers were a bunch of cunts and got everything they deserved.
0: I agree, and my thing is that I like about Cannibal Holocaust compared to uh, Green Inferno was just like... It felt like Green Inferno offered that glimpse of hope only because it was a satire of it all. And Cannibal Holocaust was something completely different because it felt like it was satirizing the actual media, as opposed to the Animal um, genre. Yeah, and like, you know, these college liberals that are fighting because they believe in the actual human injustice, which makes sense. But then there are other
2: reasons beyond that. You I know, because well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, because at the end of the movie, it's, it just
0: it shows her returning. And then she's looking outside and sees the same people doing what she did in the very beginning of the movie so that's that's kind of why i was like "Uh, this movie's a bit of a parody on on like liberals and that and being too caring and i was like "Uh, it's okay and then when they had this that joke of one of them fed him weed and then they ate him and then he's like they got the munchies it was like oh i kind of tuned my brain off i was just disappointed i was like this movie is not for me which
1: sucks because I'm in that same boat I really liked I really like Eli Roth like I'm a big fan of the Hostel movies
0: oh same yeah I haven't seen Hostel 2 in a while but the first is I love it my own but
1: yeah I don't know It, it just seems like Eli Roth was putting very little effort into Green Inferno compared to his other works
0: looking at what else he has directed so we can go by it uh, Cabin Fever, which love I love that I movie. Didn't, I didn't love it, but I do like it. Um, he also did Hostel, of course. Um, he did the short in Grindhouse called Thanksgiving, which was fucking great. Did you ever see Grindhouse? Yeah, I didn't get to see it in
1: theaters, though, which always has made me sad.
0: Yeah, same here, buddy. Uh, and then Knock Knock. I never saw Knock Knock. That
2: is uh, Anna D'Armas and uh, Keanu Reeves. And oh, is that the one about um,
1: the two girls who, it's like a home invasion movie, those two girls pretend they broke down outside of Keanu Reeves' house and then spend the whole night torturing him? Correct. That's
0: actually a really good movie. I didn't see it. And then he also did the remake of Death Wish, which again, I did not see. And That's house rich. house with the clock in its walls, which not gonna lie, I really enjoyed it. That's a kids' movie, isn't it? Yeah, it was surprisingly dark as well for a kids' movie, but I I I enjoyed it.
1: I have to see that. I wa- I've been wanting to see it because I know Jack Black's in it. I just never got
0: around to it. It's uh, it's not bad, man. Like I I don't know what people like were expecting, but it's like if you just give it a chance, like it's it's actually really good. It's it's surprisingly really good, like. It has those Spielberg elements without trying to overdo it like uh, like J.J. Abrams can sometimes do.
1: Like J.J. Abrams constantly does? It depends
2: on the movie. I just like shitting on anybody involved with Star Wars at this point. They're not. I need to rewatch them. I bought it recently. I gotta rewatch them because... I love people that are
0: involved in it, but man, something just... There was a disconnect. Star Trek and Star Trek Into the Darkness are great movies. They legitimately are. But man... Last Jedi shit the bed. Force Awakens I was not huge into. Rise of Skywalker I liked, but, uh, yeah.
1: Anyways, back to our two movies of topics,
0: otherwise we're gonna just end up on tangents all night we always do
2: that's,
1: that's um,
0: a, we should just call the show tangents the fucking podcast.
1: we could we'll rename it to the tangential podcast do
0: you should we do one episode to where we'd never go on a tangent
1: we can try i don't know if we're physically capable of doing
0: that though oh we can do it we will check each other all right but that's what not is? this
1: episode we're too far deep already
0: <laughs> are we it's only like oh five. yeah how long have we... Oh, God, 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. Well, 18, but... Man. Okay, Uh. so we're we gonna go back to V? Yeah. Um. I just... You, I really loved
1: during all the spooky scenes how Italian it gets it stylistically, like you get all these wacky neon colors, these weird angles. Even the set of the inside of the church looks like something pulled out of a
0: obscure 80s italian horror film yeah i agree and they did some crazy like stuff with the camera for 67 like making you believe that he is uh like getting in his drunk state with the camera and like going behind him and where he like sees three of the guys that he's with coming out the same door yes like they did they did some funky effects for this movie for it being that time period and especially being um not in the US to where you know I don't I I'm sure I I'm sure like the that um how do I put this that the US places more money into their film division than Russia would have at that time I believe
1: and for full clarity we here in the states don't really know if like Russia has a rich history of film or anything like that this yeah. is probably the first Russian movie I've ever seen, now that I think about it.
0: I, uh, I'm looking, too, as to what came out in 67, just so we could kind of compare it to here in the States. Dr. Doolittle. Oh, <laughs> the, the original one? The original one. As well as Bonnie and Clyde, The Graduate. Uh, you Only Live Twice. What are some
1: <sighs> horror movies that came out in 67 from the States? I think that might give us a better comparison
0: uh let's see love action adventure oh cool hand Luke. i'm actually finishing that later that's a good movie uh, i have not seen it uh, what's with dennis hopper being in like every movie from the 50s and the 60s because i just watched rebel without a cause recently and he's in that movie because he's like the man man yeah uh, even in the apocalypse now like any movie 50s and 60s there's dennis hopper he was just sucking all the right wieners. Pretty much. There's Gamera versus Gaios, The Trip, Dr. Faustus, uh, Tarzan and the Great River. These are it's under fantasy, but let me look for horror.
2: Oh, John voight is Fearless Frank. Wanna watch that? Sure. No, I don't want it. Alright, here we go. 1967 horror films.
0: Son of Godzilla? Uh, Let's see. They came from beyond space. Hillbillies in a Haunted House. (laughs) Some Godzilla movie. There's another Godzilla movie. Joan Crawford in Berserk. A Torture Garden. The Fearless Vampire Killers. I haven't heard of any of these films. Same, man. These are like those crazy ones that you would see with like the insane like box art because it's so shitty right like, like what that's is this? the only way
1: you'd watch it exactly like uh, in blockbuster in the 90s
0: yeah so like these were not heavy on special effects and I think that's why this movie stood out to me so much was because for that time it actually has a de- like a really good scary premise that could be done today and the effects on it you could see that they were actually trying like they weren't like, well, we got to have fun with it. Oh, yeah. We're not like, there. I, I think my favorite effect
1: in that whole movie is when uh, dawn breaks on the third day and you just see all the gray painted like ghouls and stuff crawling back in that cut out of the cross in the wall. And oh, yeah. And it ends with just like random limbs hanging out of it like nobody's supposed to notice like
0: that's a leg. What is that door <laughs> sticking out of the wall? That's that's why I wanted your opinion, too, was to, if they died or not, because I was, you know, from your perspective of if you think they died.
2: Uh,
1: I
0: don't, I don't
1: think the they can I die, because they're, they're already, at least what I got from it, is they were undead, so it was like they were going back to hell.
0: True, but like the way their limbs were hanging at the very end, and the fact that VIA just kind of disappears or whatnot, it's... Uh, it just seems like they died. Plus, he was too big a guy to. He had to come through the front door. He came that's in right. Yeah, he came in like fucking Kimbe Mutombo, just swaying side no, to side. No, 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 not in my <laughs> house, of God. Somebody lift my eye flaps.
1: Yeah, that was a really weird line of dialogue. I think that's part of the reason why I had such a hard time concentrating with this movie is because whoever uploaded it to Tubi didn't give them a version that already had subtitles on it. Mm-hmm. So you have to turn on to be subtitles and those need some work. Cause oh, they're yeah. real small, kind of hard for me to read.
0: Did you, what did you watch it on your phone or
1: no, I watched it on my TV, but oh, okay. it, it was one of those where it was so small that it made, made it hard to both read it and pay attention to what's going on at the same time.
0: I, uh, I am looking, by the way, because of what we were talking about, um, in the because it's from the Soviet Union, for the, when it was made, back when it was the Soviet Union, not just Russia.
1: I think from what I was reading earlier is that it was actually the first movie to come out after the Soviet Union was formed. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, based on this Wikipedia article. The 60s and 70s saw creation of many films, many of which molded Soviet and post-Soviet culture. Um, and there are some on here which, well, if you might know them, uh, War and Peace, Andrei Rublev, The Diamond Arm, The Color of Pomegranates, White Son of the Desert, Gentleman of Fortune, Solaris, which I own. That is a great movie legitimately one of my favorite movies ever i love that fucking movie oh wow uh the irony of fate or enjoy your bath <laughs> office romance stalker <laughs> like, what oh is, god what is that yeah they made this movie <laughs> what the fuck is the irony of fate
2: or enjoy your bath
0: the television film it doubles as a screwball comedy and a love story tinged with sadness it was one of the most successful Soviet television productions and remains a highly popular New Year's Eve classic in Russia and the post-Soviet states, with millions tuning in to rewatch every night. Two episodes. uh, let's see.
2: This sounds amazingly uh, awful. Yeah, an incredible story about a man who misplaced the cities and found love during the
0: one special night, New Year's celebration. I mean, it could be good, it could be, like, how people hated It's a Wonderful Life, but that, that, that title is, is terrible, unless, like, Enjoy Your Bath is some, <laughs> okay, like, unless, like, it's some huge farewell or something like that, and they're like, <sighs> I can't imagine writing a script, you go through, like, weeks of writing. You send this in and they're, they're like, No, this is not good enough. You, you rename something? I don't like irony of Fate, you rename. And then <laughs> then it goes to order enjoy your bed. Brilliant enjoy
2: your
0: bed. This is brilliant.
2: My kids can watch it, their kids can watch. It's it's just such a weird name. You know what I
0: mean? Like <laughs>
2: Oh yeah. Like so it's I'm, like I'm, oh, calling ahead.
0: it like calling Lord of the Rings like the Magic Ring. Uh, that's a great <laughs> title, but yeah, I love the name of that title. We got the Magic Ring One, Magic Ring Two, Magic Ring Three, Return of the Magic King.
2: <laughs> Not to nobody understand. You rename. You rename right now. Uh, so yeah from what I'm reading in the wikipedia page it looks like the demons just
1: fleed away at the end they didn't actually die
0: okay yeah it was just weird that they, they just leave there like usually when you know shit is just flailing on the ground that usually means death
1: yeah so guess what the the uh, budget was for via um it says on here 50,000 soviet ruble ah you're reading the same article. I I, I just I was going to get more of a laugh out of rubles. <laughs> we'll do it. Uh, the joke's ruined now. I don't even know okay. what, how much
0: 50,000 Soviet rubles is. It was OK. I, let me take a stab here. It was made for five dollars. I'm
1: hmm. Googling it now. Uh, so 50,000 rubles uh, as of today would equal six hundred and eighty eight dollars oh my good god we need to go make some movies in russia
0: seriously man like
1: you got 10 grand we're making a hollywood budget film
0: well today that's probably why they film in i think the philippines and cheap places like that because it's it costs like nothing like that's why you get a shit ton of direct-to-dvd movies that like look big but they're not (laughs) yeah we shot here for five dollars american <laughs> yeah yeah we got jet lee and we got everybody
2: 33 percent most... of
0: our budget
1: goes directly to jet lee because he's done enough american films to uh not get screwed out of a
0: payday <laughs> i have uh where's it Dolph? okay there's a movie i got at dollar tree again as a dollar obviously but um it came out in like 2012 or so and it has him and uh, the guy who was in. Oh, it's Tony Jaa. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah, it man, Rob and Ron Perlman. Uh, Ungbach. Ungbach, Thai warrior. That's
1: right. Yeah. Oh, God, I love those movies.
0: But uh, yeah, it was again. It was a dollar, which I I haven't watched it yet. I just bought it because with Blu-ray. Because I buy uh, that
1: for a dollar. <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
0: but yeah, oh, they got
1: joke for bad.
0: They got Tony Ja, Dolph and Ron Perlman, and Michael J. White. And they're probably filming for maybe about that same five to six hundred dollars.
1: We need to move across the world, Marcelo. We can become kings in the film industry.
0: We probably can. We'd have a lot of Ron Perlman movies, though. I like Ron Perlman, so I'm okay with this. Eh, it depends on the Ron Perlman movie. Hellboy. I never... What? He was in a Beauty and the Beast show? I never saw this. Oh, yeah. George
1: R.R.
2: Martin wrote it back in, like, the late 80s, early 90s with Linda Hamilton. Oh, my good God.
0: It looks awful.
2: George R.R. Martin wrote this? Yes. Who's Ron Coslow? That's who created it. I have no idea. I'm sorry. I'm looking. Okay which your? So, uh, oh, yeah, written fourteen episodes written by George R. R, R. Martin. Holy shit. I'm surprised he got that many episodes. Wow, we got we gotta that sounds insanely I don't know if good or not I mean, no offense to Ron Perlman, but he looks awful as the beast in the still image image I'm looking
1: at.
0: No, he doesn't. He looks amazing uh. God. Linda Hamilton. Woah, boy. She's so funny.
1: I like how I'm seeing, I'm seeing a still from the actual show and Linda Hamilton's dressed like it's 1987 and he's dressed like it's 1687.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when people rip on like Marvel and shit and like when I say I don't care, it's because we used to get shit like this all the time. Like that was so terrible and so cheesy and overdone. You know what? I can't argue with you on that one. That's why that's why I like I never get like you know, it's like I obviously I never feel like defending stuff because it's a piece of art, but when people when like people complain about a movie should have done this or this or this, it's like we're still kind of new, believe it or not, into superhero movies regularly becoming a thing. Like it's we've hit that like Forefront of so many coming out now because they're like, wow, these can actually be a whole genre, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, these actually can. These could be their whole thing of movies, but you know, it's like, just give it a chance. Like, if it's not Marvel, you have to like doubly give it a chance because it's a studio bet. It's not Marvel. Marvel gives a little more freedom, unfortunately, and everybody else plays it so safe. Unless it's like proven sci-fi material or they'll only give it a chance if it's like PG, PG-13. I uh, I saw my
1: first Nipple. Dune trailer at uh, Going to See Venom yesterday. I don't know is- how I feel about that movie. Dune? Yeah, because I never saw the original. I've never read the book. So to me, it just looks like another bloated sci-fi movie. Where I'm just like, eh, I know it's based off of, like this critically acclaimed book and blah 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 but
0: I just have very little interest in it. I am excited for it because of the cast and Denis Villeneuve is.
2: I I don't think he's let me down yet. I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. Is it Denis Villeneuve? Oh, that's how I've always heard it pronounced. But what do I know? I'm
0: not an archaeologist. So David Venom here has done great stuff. Uh, he has done where is it stuff that we would know: prisoners, enemy, Sicario, arrival. I do love Sicario, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and uh, and then Dune coming out.
1: Well, that gives me a little more hope than.
2: Oh yeah, I don't dude. Know, it's he- just-
1: I've seen that trailer. I'm just like, Ugh, the only it just time looks I, like another $200 million. To have, nah, drain. Man.
0: <laughs> have you seen Blade Runner 2049? I have not. Oh I've my goodness. The original Blade Runner. So the original is fantastic, but like 2049 builds on that to such a good level that it finds that perfect balance when it knows when to stay in the world and what not to do and how to like actually go with the story. And I, love that movie to death like it it seriously is f- amazing and that was when i was like i trust this man anything he comes out with from now on i'm gonna watch because das is fair. what's that i said das is fair oh yeah because usually you like watch movies and you're like eh, i don't know it, i the way i always follow movies is like they of course there you get the main movies that come out that everybody wants to see but i always like look for writer and director and um I just have always followed movies by that and usually that's how you get a good track record for like what's going to be good and not because I mean Will Ferrell, same guy who was in you know uh, all these Anchor class Man. yeah, who was in that was also in a lifetime movie where he he was like a psycho husband I believe. He was also in um Holmes and Watson. Yeah, exactly. So it's like sometimes you can trust actors which i get that they're the face of and everything like that but look at writers look at directors if you like their style it usually will show in other movies and other things that they have done and i think that's how i end up watching so many damn movies is because of that
1: i get that um do we have any final thoughts on via before we kind of dive more into cannibal holocaust
0: uh, not really. Uh, like I said, if, if more than anything, this is a movie that I feel I'm surprised has not been remade or picked up by anybody to be remade, or at least doesn't have. A, <laughs> should have a wider following than it does. So oh, for sure, because like you get the Tubi, special... it's free. <laughs> exactly. Go watch this on Tubi. It's only an hour fifteen. Uh, oh, it was made. I'm sorry. Uh, in the UK, though, um, as Forbidden Kingdom or Forbidden Empire it's known as and the film has been in production since 05 and it came out 2014 it stopped several times due to lack of
2: funding oh and it, uh, when it came out it was a commercial success I don't know about a uh... but yeah like this is one that should have been picked up because the premise alone
0: oh and it's something different yeah this is something different An 18th century English cartographer, uh, Jonathan Green, sets out on a journey to map the uncharted lands of Transylvania, only to discover the dark secrets and dangerous creatures hidden in a cursed fantastical Romanian forest. So, it might be a remake of it, but it's really not. So, uh, Hollywood, you can hire us to to make this remake of of Via, because it's the perfect premise. It doesn't need to be made for much money. You literally have this guy stay with this dead body for three uh, for three nights. And whiteness Exactly. That's all you have to do.
1: It's easy. Give us it's... fifty thousand rubles. We'll make it happen.
0: No, no. We need more than five trillion rubles.
2: We won't. trillion rubles. All right. Hold on. Probably a few mil U.S. Let's see, 5 trillion rubles, U.S. dollars, translates to
1: 69 billion, 32 million United States dollars. There you go. We could remake it on that. I'm sure of it. <laughs> okay, we don't need that much. How about you give well, us? No, you, when we are going, when
0: we get contract, we go for as much money
1: as possible. What are we, pulling up producers, where we're like, it's going to be a box office bomb, and we won't
2: have we, to pay any of the produce, backers We back. produce,
0: we write, we direct, we edit, we do we music. Start. We are production company, we are distribution, we are everything. Movie should be called us.
1: We put the flyers around town with copies of DVD of movie. That's, a, that, that's our marketing <laughs> scheme.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm actually looking because it is based on old Russian folklore, so I, yeah, how in the hell have they not like done like a different adaptation of this?
1: Because you gotta remember for well about 50 years there, and in a more recent resurgence, Russia was the enemy. Why would we do anything from their folklore when they're the bad guys? They're a bunch of commies. Back communism.
0: true. True but also like of that movie because i see that there are interpretations of that demon but i'm also talking of that specific movie because again being stuck with a dead body is for 3 nights is a perfect premise for a horror movie just spot on it cannot get better than that and just like you said wacky stuff happens like that's that's just give me money now i'll make it it's perfect
2: it's you know so who easy. i would
1: want to see me- remake it who Young Sam Raimi, like put that elbow Ooh. grease and ingenuity that he put into the evil dead into a movie like that. Why not new Sam Raimi? Because see, he, he does too much big budget stuff, and I want to see Sam Raimi doing practical effects again.
0: Yeah, but like what? But uh, he could go
2: back to that. He wouldn't, though. What do you mean? He did with Drag Me to Hell. I don't know if I've seen. No, I've seen Drag Me to Hell. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe I just wanted
1: to have the same film grain quality and artistic stylings of the Evil Dead. I feel like those two would pair really well together.
0: So we build Time Machine. We go back. We tell uh, Sam Raimi, who is eight years old, he will make this Russian movie.
1: Like right after Evil Dead. Right after. And then he can make Evil Dead too. Yeah, there you
0: go. I'm I'm cool with that.
1: Alright, Time Machine. Let's get building
0: so uh yeah i'm i am completely down so yeah if you guys have not seen uh via uh highly recommended it's free on tubi just go watch it it's it really is a a good movie just to have on the background in your life. and like you said it's only an hour and 15 minutes so even if you don't like it you didn't waste that much of your day exactly and really it's a great background movie just because you you can get bored within the first third because you just don't know what the fuck's going on and um it's it's uh it's kind of one of those first of its kind to where it's just people going about their day and doing stuff like i would say it's a very early a24 movie because like that just feels like a very early a24 movie like the perfect epitome of that oh yeah oh yeah it's just like these monastery people who screw off accidentally gets killed has to come back stay with it and the main character just ends up getting screwed
1: Gets beaten to death by a bunch of uh, demons and midgets. Exactly. Which, who hasn't, you know? That's true. I've been beaten to death by demons and midgets several times in my
0: life. Call that Thursday. Yeah, that's right. All Let's right, then. It. I guess it's, it's a
2: time to dive on into ye old cannibal Holocaust. Dun, 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 dun. Equipped yeah. with standard 80s synth soundtrack
0: yeah i agree and uh also very orchestral soundtrack which i one of the reasons i think kind of keeps this movie going is the uh beautiful score that they have in the beginning like he wrote one piece of beautiful music and they're just like we gotta keep playing that
1: yeah we don't need you to write other ones because we can't afford you to write other ones yeah let's do that and then a bunch of little synth tracks
0: (laughs) We got the Groupon for this RCA studio for an hour. We paid 50 bucks. Can you just make something beautiful real quick? We'll play it throughout the movie. You don't care.
1: Busted it out one take. Do do <laughs> exactly. <now?
0: laughs> uh, but yeah, Italian horror movie from 1980, Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, mostly widely known because uh, a lot of people in other countries thought that this was real. And it has been banned till I think pretty recently in uh, other countries so much so that the director actually had to appear in court uh at one point to show that the uh with the actress who is on a pike and she had to sit and show how she pulled off that effect and he actually even brought the cast along and, and everything just because again they a lot they thought it was a snuff film and this was back in january
2: of 80, uh, I want to say. Yeah,
0: January, January 81. During the film's theatrical run in France, the magazine Photo suggested that certain deaths depicted in the film were real, which would have made Cannibal Holocaust a snuff film. And following the publication of the photo article, the charges against uh, Ruggero Diodato, the film's director, were amended to include murder. Courts believe that the actors who portrayed the missing film crew and the native actress featured in the impalement scene were killed for the camera. And then it says, to prove his innocence, Diodato had Luca uh, Barbarici get in contact with the other three actors, and the four of them were interviewed for an, intelli- for an Italian television show. Diodato also explained in court how the special effect of the impalement scene was achieved. A bicycle seat was attached to the end of an iron pole which, upon which the actress sat. She then held a shortened length of balsa wood in her mouth and looked skyward, thus giving the appearance of impalement. Yodato also provided the court with pictures of the girl interacting with the crew, and after the scene had been filmed, after they were presented with this evidence, the courts dropped all murder charges against God.
1: See, it's it's stuff like that that makes me wish I could have lived through the 80s, because now we're living in an age where everything's so CG heavy, because it's more cost-effective. Yeah, Nobody's ever going to make a movie like that again, where people are like, that might
0: be fucking real. Jesus. The, the last time I think we had a shot at that, and I think we still might, is, are monsters that are like uh, Slender Man. I really do think that with stuff like that to where it's built heavy on you just have to believe in said monster and then it will come after you, I think that's our best chance at having that sort of thing. And that depends on the marketing of the movie.
1: It's fair, which or, marketing nowadays is just terrible,
0: yeah, or like I like we had brought up with uh Bloomhouse, and they had ready or not like the end of it was so perfect in that she addresses the audience to dare to keep this game going, and supposedly like when it gets to the end of the person that it calls that it or that it can call, you know that's when it would be able to. Like, that's when it would kill or play a game with that person. Like, that was the perfect one. Um, Something like The Ring, when it comes to those things that you find. I think we do still have a chance, but it definitely requires more creativity. I mean, uh, even... Oh, God, who is it? He made Spring Breakers and Kids, and I can't think of his name. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't
2: think of his name. Um, This is gonna Uh. kill me. It's a weird name, too. Harmony Corrine. That's Corrine. what it
0: is. He made this movie that came out. It's, it's okay, but the, the way he was going to do it was pretty crazy. It was called Trash Humpers. The movie itself is, is very eh because it's literally just about these people in masks who kill, and there's no like, it's set up like a VHS tape. Originally, before they had bought it, like the distribution company he was just going to put it on a vhs tape and leave it in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and and just like people would think that those people like really existed and were really around like that area or just you're screwed
2: so let me ask you this what do you think makes this movie so believable especially to people
1: back then that it got to the point where the director was put on on murder charges?
0: Uh, I think the effects, also the uh, cannibals, cannibalism, just because it's like um, something that we don't know, you know, that could... uh, The movie's believable in the
2: second half of it, in that the people who... Do the terrible things to
0: the, uh, to the, the tribes and that? Yeah, to the natives. They, not necessarily that their acting is great, but their body language is believable. The fact that it's nothing but just rape and death for like a good, it literally just goes back and forth between here we got a rape, now we need a death, now we got a rape, we got a death, we got a rape death. Yeah, rape, that's death, like rape. the last
1: act of the movie.
0: Yeah, and and the fact that that in the eighties like that. I don't think it was. Um, Makes as, last house on the left quaint in comparison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it also like did it in such mass. Like it was like it's like Costco. It was very. It went like rape heavy, and you know, a, looking like, like a lot rape of rape these... in bulk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come get your rape and at Costco. <laughs>
1: For me, I think what sells this movie and what I honestly think probably sold it to audiences of the 80s to Mm -hmm. where it got to that point is, and I'm not condoning this because I absolutely hate it. It's the only stuff in this movie that makes me cringe, and it's the real life animal killings and mutilations. Like the fact that they do not shy away from showing all of that. Yeah. Like I could imagine watching that in the theater. And being disgusted by that to the point where when you start seeing dead people, you're fully ready to believe that these people are actually dying on
0: film. That's true. Um, And not to mention, too, like in this movie, the reality adds to it so heavily because I'm looking at 1980 horror movies right now that came out. A lot of them are very like out there or it's something or someone you can put a blame on. Like. They're kind of out of this world, like the fog, uh, Changeling, Prom Night, Friday the Thirteenth, The Shining, Death Ship, uh, Motel Hell, Terror Train, Fade to Black, Dress to Kill, City of the Living Dead. Like these are kind of these supernatural things. Whereas with Cannibal Holocaust, like it, it actually stays within the reality of what's happening right there, and uh, satirizes the media. I think in such a good way that it connected in a sense with people like that happened later with like natural born killers and how much it satirized the media and how perfectly it nailed it, that people can take from the fiction that was created and make a reality of their own from it.
1: Yeah. And I I just, I love the way like the, the framing story makes it. So the whole message is like the people wanting to, air this footage they found are the real cannibals because they're gluttons for making money off of this quote-unquote tragedy that happened to these people. Yeah. Sick and depraved (laughs) bastards were
0: like, yeah, let's definitely
1: put put this on TV. That'll be great. We'll make loads of money off of it.
0: Exactly. And you could actually believe all that. And then the actual, uh, like, found footage stuff, again, they're... The way that they filmed it was not great. the The fucking dialogue is way off. Every, like everything about it is not great. But the body language that was shown in there is perfect. It was believable in its own story. And they cut it up so nicely that there is that sense of believability of did they actually find this fucking footage or you know, or what not, or like, is this just like what's going on? because if you notice nobody ever talks about the fucking NYU grad it's always that later half of the film that's the found footage that yeah. does not sit with people
1: uh, honestly like it has been many 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 moons since i've seen this movie all the way uh seen it all the way through that i genuinely forgot about the the, the first half of the movie is the rescue team looking for them and then finding the footage like i forgot about that literally the only thing i remembered was the back half where they're actually watching said
2: footage
0: yeah pretty pretty much man i um i had seen it last year because my buddy uh dakota had never seen it and he said that he always heard of it and he wanted to watch it and i'm like all right man just letting you know the first half's kind of slow because it's uh that stuff isn't really as crazy it doesn't get crazy till the last half and Really, that last half is what people tend to remember a lot.
2: Oh, yeah. That poor turtle. Yeah, exactly. That's like the first time
0: that you get hit with the holy crap. Like, and, Jesus Christ, they're fucking around with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, legit, the turtle gets just fucked.
1: And I, I, I will say this, though. I think the bad acting, at least in the back half of the movie, Kind of helps sell the realism of it, because
2: oh yeah, I, these I agree. people
1: like their acting is bad in a way where it doesn't come off as bad actors in a horror movie. It comes off as real people being awkward while somebody shoves an eight mil, a super eight millimeter camera in their fucking face, yeah, you know what I mean completely completely agree, like it definitely gives it off that home movies vibe where. It's like your mom or your dad. <laughs> hey, Billy, get the camera out of my fucking face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's why I was like, I was trying to think of how to put it. You put it best. It's just they they do nail that awkwardness of being in front of a camera. And because after this, I can't remember the actors and really much else. I don't think they any of them really <laughs> did anything else. Yeah, but in their roles, they were they were great. Uh, I'm looking right now for censorship. The it might actually still be banned in New Zealand because it says in '06 the film was rejected for classification and banned in its entirety by the OFLC in New Zealand. Cuts to retain uh, an R18 classification were or, were offered by the office, but they were eventually refused. So it might still be banned in New Zealand. And as New late Zealand's as, kind of fucking weird about that yeah. shit. And as late as '05, Australia lifted their ban. And it's it's weird, too, that New Zealand's weird about that, because if I recall, New Zealand had Funny Games, which that game is, or that movie is incredibly messed up. I thought Funny Games was German. <clears throat> I'm looking it up. If I do, if it is German, I'm so sorry.
1: That's the one with the, the two chads, and it's a home invasion movie? Correct.
2: Yeah, that's German. And then the director remade his own movie, but in English. Yep, Austria. Sorry, Hello, my Austria. bad. My uh, bad. You know,
1: I'm, I'm my bad as well because never call a German an Austrian, and never call an Austrian a German. Why is that? It's like calling a Chinese man a Japanese man and vice versa. They're like we are not the same.
2: We are different with rich heritages and culture.
0: I uh, I'm looking as well into like what has been done by oh death chasm one's coming up actually uh was done by new zealand but let's see obviously lord of the rings last samurai frighteners vertical limit narnia i love
1: frighteners uh brain dead i oh yeah brain dead yeah god i love brain dead district nine was that in new zealand one of the things I, I I I dislike is that when it came over to America, they changed the name from Brain Dead to Dead Alive because that name's just so much worse.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And then it gets so like funky later on, like right now, because you don't know exactly what to call it. You're like, oh yeah, I've seen Brain Dead, Dead Alive, or I've seen Dead Alive, Brain Dead. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, mm-hmm. Don't mind me, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, in the 80s, it doesn't look like there was a ton of, like, it seems like they started to loosen their grip a bit in New Zealand, maybe around 89 with, uh, with Peter Jackson's stuff, and that, 87, with, uh, Bad Taste, which I think I've seen once, I just don't remember much about it, I know it was, like, these aliens come down and they get into fights... Yes. Okay. Population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for their intergalactic fast
2: food chain. Yeah, you know what's funny? So, uh, I just found out that uh, the professor,
1: who's like basically the main character who reviews all the oh yeah, he's a porn actor. Yeah, he was in Debbie Does Dallas, like the most famous porn I, ever. I seriously was going
0: to bring that up. That's amazing. I uh <laughs> we'll just say I was having some uh some time some night and uh I was like, oh here's the Debbie does like everybody talks about this. Like it's always been like the butt of jokes. Debbie's does Debbie does Dallas and then uh turned it on and I was like, Hey, is that the guy from Cannibal Holocaust? And I looked him up and sure enough. It makes sense too as to why like they were uh <laughs> They are just, like, grabbing his penis at one point. Like, when he's like, so I got movie." Yeah, he's like, "Uh, so I got to... (laughs) He walked in the ocean and waited for the uh, villagers to come in. And he's like, the villagers will just join me. And it's just nothing but women. And they come in and they just... Man, they start grabbing at that thing like it's, uh... What would you say, like, they're picking berries? (laughs) Look
1: at that big American penis.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's like, um... You know how like there's a bowl of trail mix at a bar and like (laughs) everybody wants some. exactly like that's exactly what happened like the like the women are just they see that and they just start grabbing for it and it's like hey
2: I mean I'm sure he was happy but I'm sure he was happy but it was just kind of like a whoa is uh you know they didn't look like
0: uh, gentle grabbers
2: no not not like sexy time grabbers more like hey Hey, that's not a hot dog. Get away from
0: it. Hey, well, I'm trying to think of like how to how to put it like
2: aggressive,
0: uh, like not well, yeah, kind of like in that middling of aggressive for sure. To where it's like they're grabbing it because they wanna they wanna grab it, but like the actual the hand is not in a good spot to grab. Right, right. And you're like, whoa! You just get so. "Eh." Getting a little hot hey, in here, oh, 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 oh. like you're grabbing the uh, the acorn from the tree there, and like you're grabbing it at the part Ooh. if you're uh, if you're cut or not, you're just oh. like whoa
2: whoa, that's not fun. Ah. And it's like you don't have to keep grabbing that, but I guess if
0: you're uh, you know if you're a porn actor, then you, uh, you you're probably used to that.
1: Been in stickier situations.
0: Uh,
1: I gotta tell you that it that impalement
2: effect looks really fucking good. Oh yeah. In the movie, Especially for 1980.
1: Oh yeah. And the the fact that they were they were able to make balsa wood look like the same sturdy material she's sitting on.
0: So yeah, uh, overall, if you guys have not seen it and you're okay with the subject matter, just know that there are...
1: Yeah, if if, if sexual assault is something that triggers you really bad, don't watch this movie. And if animal abuse triggers you, don't watch this movie. With that being said, this is not like a Serbian film where... There is no, like this, there is some artistic merit to this film as compared to a Serbian film where you're just like, okay, Edgelord, that was disgusting, what the fuck.
2: Yeah,
0: I I do agree with you there. This movie actually feels like it's trying to say something like, doesn't say it well, because it kind of sums up everything at the end, but um, what it does says is pretty uh, poignant, and I, I give the movie props for that, like I really do. And still applicable to this day. Oh hell yeah! I mean, uh, again, I, we I brought it up so much, but fucking, what can we find in Al Capone's vault? Are we gonna find bones or dead bodies? Yes. And there's nothing. No. Poor Geraldo I'm, Rivera. He has to I'm go and gay. has to go and exploit some poor family somewhere.
1: I mean, it could have been worse. Could have been Jerry Springer exploiting midgets in the KKK.
0: Hey man, they're a uh, audience that does not get much representation. Are you saying that? Are you don't you don't want them to get representation?
1: Who the KKK or midgets?
0: Midgets in the KKK. <laughs> and <laughs> also, it's little people. It's not midgets.
1: Well, tell that to the episode titles of like a dozen different episodes of Springer.
0: <laughs> there is a uh, midget. Uh, uh, wrestling league that I've wanted to go to and I, that's the literal name of it what's it called uh, it's, it's midget it's a, I think it's like the midget wrestling league or something I love it let's go I'm looking it up it was outside our uh, our local uh, all nude bar or all nude stripper uh, extreme midget wrestling I'm in let's go let's get tickets oh dude
2: I want to go so fucking bad Whenever they are coming here, Uh, let me look for tour dates. Okay, Texas, Texas, Illinois, Arizona, Cali, Arizona, New Mexico,
0: Missouri, Iowa. They're not coming anytime soon, but when they fucking do, it is on. When they get back around these parts, we're gonna go. Oh, yeah, let's see. Let's look at some of the wrestlers they got. Boombox, uh, Stevio, <laughs> I think they were trying to do Stevo, but they can't. It's literally just Stevo. take away the uh <laughs> the little um that dash. That
2: There's Ro- Stevo.
0: Yeah, Stevio. Stevio. Uh, like like Steva. Like Stevia, like the sugar, but Stevio.
2: Sterle. <sighs> There's
0: Rasta Roo. I like it. Uh
2: Pinky. Let me look. Sorry, I had to take off my glasses. Uh, Pinky's a girl.
0: There is Outlaw. Uh, Octagoncito. Oh my god, he looks amazing. He looks like uh, one of the wrestlers. Oh, why can't I think of his fucking name? He's like a popular wrestler in Japan. The Great Muda. It's like a smaller Great Muda. It looks friggin' awesome. Mini Fusion. Mini Durango Kid. Lumberjack. Lil Pecker. <laughs> Lil D.
2: King Midget, that's the guy's name. Uh, And then it says Rampage and Mike Hawk, rest in peace. So this just seems awesome. We have to go. Like, I don't see how this cannot be awesome. Especially if
0: there are no holds
1: barred. We'll do a fucking podcast about it after we go.
0: Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Whenever they come back here, we're going. Or if something happens between now and then and we find like some some money wrestling to take league, a little trip don't with the puns Mike stop it
2: <laughs>
0: I didn't even do that on purpose yeah it's micro wrestling literally this is called micro wrestling I love it there's, there's so many wrestling leagues with little people oh my I mean, god they, they like, gotta make the money somehow this is all in Florida and Atlanta I know there's like a ton down that way when it comes to wrestling. Um, seeing if they got anything coming through to Denver. Because we got to let these people know, you know. Seeing uh, Georgia, Indy, Ohio, Tennessee, Florida, Oklahoma. Come on, there has to be something. Oh, they're coming to Windsor, Colorado on April 3rd at Integrity Sports Arena. Wow, oh, we got to go. We just, have, we just have to we, like why why would you not and then there's two more midget wrestling warriors i when are these guys coming wow oh, there's not really there's only three dates this month and then one in, in oregon in like
2: twenty twenty two uh oh my god I got my tickets now i got i, I got to. and then Excellent. there's uh Dwarfinators Wrestling, which just it takes me back to what we were at, the Extreme
0: uh, Midget Wrestling. But it's under a different name. That makes no sense. They got more, though. Mini, F- Mini F- Fussian, Rasta, Suki, Octagoncito. This guy's in the same thing. Nasty Boy, Sugar Mama, Luck Charm. Lil there again. Outlaw and Lumberjack. They're the same wrestlers they're
2: just they're wrestling for different leagues as is possible all right we got we got by micro wrestling i I gotta get my I, uh we we got to by now uh, right
1: how how much that cannibal holocaust uh Wikipedia did you read sir um bits and pieces why um So, down at the bottom in the legacy section, apparently, it was revealed in April 2020 that Cannibal Holocaust would be getting a video game sequel called Ruggiero Deodato, Cannibal. The game is being developed by Fantastico Studios and was expected to be available from November 20th for the Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Mobile. However, in December of last year, the game was retitled Borneo, a Jungle Nightmare and delayed to Spring 2021.
2: looking it up right now borneo jungle nightmare yeah uh literally
0: it just says planned release date 2021
1: i'm gonna have to look more into that and apparently this movie was supposed to get a companion piece back in 2005 like he was going to make a sequel and call it cannibals and he didn't want to direct it at first because he thought he would make it too violent for american audiences But then he was in Prague filming. Apparently, he had a cameo in Hostile Part 2 or Hostile Part 2 for Eli Roth. And so Deodato watched Hostile and decided that uh, his movie would not, in fact, be too violent for American audiences.
0: Here is the uh, description from Steam. We are at the end of the 90s. A long time has passed since the civilized world was turned upside down by that famous documentary dedicated to cannibals. But in all these years you have hoped, with all your heart, to somehow manage, to leave your mark like that. After all, your website, Bloody Disgusting, was born for this very reason, and it specialized in the publishing of splatter videos. You understand that things are finally about to take an unexpected turn when Jessica, your historical collaborator, t- introduces you to Alessandro, a talented video reporter who says he has access to an incredible tape. And what exactly is in this very exclusive tape? Cannibalism. You are skeptical, but also extremely interested. The victim was abducted by a tribe and eaten alive, and it was all filmed from beginning to end. The only problem, the tape is still in Borneo, in the hands of Alessandro's trusted collaborator. It is necessary to organize and finance an expedition to retrieve it directly on site. But can you trust Alessandro and Jessica? What terrible secrets are hidden in the dense jungle of Borneo? Reconstruct the events of the expedition in Borneo, a jungle nightmare. Shed light on the terrible secrets that will reside in its deep jungle as you try to save yourself from the vivid nightmare you will experience. But remember one
2: important thing. Cannibals only exist in one place, cities. I like that. Yeah, that seems awesome. Well, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that game then, because
0: that sounds amazing. Looks like it's PC only. Uh Well, guys, I uh, apologize. I do have to call it there. I'm going to go catch the new Bond movie. So, oh, yeah. And...
1: Text me when you get out of that. I want to know how it was.
0: Yeah, so I am I am calling it there for, for myself. I don't know if Mike's going to go on for a little longer. No, I, I can't
1: carry this by myself. I'm not that talented. Before you go, do you want to just let everybody know what our double feature is for next week?
0: Oh, yeah. Coming up next week, everybody, we
2: have... I can't find my phone. One of them is Deathgasm, I know that much. I've got... uh... Sorry, I've got like 15... (laughs) I've, I've got like 15
0: new messages. It wasn't me! Coming up next time on the podcast, we have a double feature of Deathgasm and Night of the Demons 2. I feel like is a perfect one-two punch. Deathgasm is a very underrated movie from New Zealand, and uh, Neither the Demons Too I feel is a very underrated movie from the '90s, and they're both kind of that fun splatterfest movie. Oh, it's gonna be a good week. I agree with you there. I am excited, and I hope you guys have been enjoying these uh, these horror podcasts we've been putting out. I've I've been enjoying watching them and making them. Same here. It's been a trip. And I also can't wait. wait. We're two weeks away from Titan. I just watched it. Oh God, I gotta rewatch it then.
2: Sorry. Oh come on, stick with it. Let's go out on a Let's go out on techno
1: beat.
0: (laughs)